What? I love recording with you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast TV with my mom, the podcast where me and my mom talk about TV. And life in general. How's it going, mom? Great. I was just swallowing a grape. A grape. And no, we are not drinking. Oh, you are, though. I am. I? Maybe I should, too. Do you want a drink? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Pausing the podcast to get mom a drink. I'll get it. I can think of that. All right, you have a drink. Don't tell. You announced it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. Also, well, it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Looks good. It's very fizzy. So, how was your day? Um, my day was good. Mm-hmm. I worked. How was your day? Also, was at work? Yeah. We gotta stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, will you people please, like, us more. <laughs> Mom really wants this podcast to be famous so she can retire early. (laughs) Please. I'm begging you. My old bones cannot handle much more. Sure, sure. Oh, it can handle a lot more. I'm just bullshitting you. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's that time of the day when people are wondering, what is the TV news? Oh. (laughs) Well, interesting tidbit of TV news. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, anyway. I found it interesting. Probably, Probably, like... You know, seven times out of ten, the thing that I find interesting is not really of interest to many other people, but I think this is interesting. Oh, God. (laughs) So you know the show Outlander? No. I hate that show. No, but you do know it. Yes, I do, but I hate the show. Why do you hate it? It makes me uncomfortable. Okay. So many people love that show. Okay. And I think it's great. Okay. And I've talked before about how one of the things I love about the show is that it, like, subverts the male gaze, which I know... (laughs) Basically, what I'm saying is, is that it like, it's very like female driven, women centric. The point is, is I like it because of that, because okay. it like is made for women. Okay, I get it. But it's a dumb show. So the COO of Stars, the channel that it's on, Jeffrey uh-huh. Hirsch, uh-huh. was at, being interviewed and there were these comments about how Stars has really kind of leaned in to being a, a network for women. Okay. And he was like, uh... Yeah, he agreed. They're they're purposely doing that. And then he said the executive continued by explaining the series' appeal, particularly to women, which is there's some eye candy for that audience. And people like when he, Sam, whatever his last name is, has his shirt off. So that's what he said. Like, the reason people like the show is because they get to look at the naked guy. Oh, uh, okay. And so a lot of people were offended by that. I'm a little confused by that remark. I'm, I think he just, like, did not phrase that the way it should have been phrased. Like, right. the, the idea is that, like, it's a, it's a show where you don't have to be kind of, like, participating in the male gaze of, like, all of, like, the sexuality of women. And you can just, like, or the um, over-sexualization of women. And you can just watch it and appreciate a sexual romantic relationship between a man and a woman from a woman's point of view. Like, that's one of the things that I really love about the show. Right. I mean, I never really cared when Jamie was naked. <laughs> that was his name, right? Jamie. Yeah, Jamie on the show. Yeah, I didn't really And care. also, I think the show is really smart. I think it's, like, intelligently written. And I think it's a fun mix of history and, like, fantasy. Because it's time travel. Yeah. And it's just cool. Like, the relationships in it are great. And I think the actors are great. The actors are great, but... I don't like her choices, but anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah, she she makes questionable choices, but that's to further the, the plot. Like, right. the plot wouldn't happen right. if she didn't. I know. Um, so anyway, 
the author of the book series, uh, Diana Gabaldon, mm-hmm. got real mis- uh, upset. And she posted oh, on boy. Twitter and she says, well, I don't know, Jeffrey. At the moment, I've got 30 plus million books in print in 42 countries. I get a lot of mail. I can't say I see a lot of people talking about Jamie with his shirt off unless it's mentioning the shock and poignancy of his scars. I do see a lot of people, male, female, straight, gay, you name it, who love the books and love the show. And what they like about the show is how much it reflects what's in the books. Mm-hmm. And then he sa- she says, what they mostly say they like is the intelligence of the story and the complexity and strength of the relationship between Jamie and Claire. They also love the visual beauty of the show and the emotional depth of the acting. If you're looking for a place to lean in, though, I think maybe intelligence might be a good place to start. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> she was really upset. She slammed him. <laughs> and I mean, like... I thought that was great because there's often like a lot of like with romance novels or anything that's like driven towards women. Bodice rippers. They get played off as sort of like, you know, pulp, like useless, frivolous, not worthy of any sort of artistic integrity. Right. And that's kind of what the CEO of the show was doing about the show, I think, by saying that is like, oh, it's just like a eye candy for people. Right. And, like, I loved that Diana Gabaldon came back and was like, no, fuck you. It's it's worthy on its own. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten nominated for Emmys, haven't they? I'm looking it up. Look it up. Outlander. It received a Golden Globe nomination in 2019 for Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, 2018 in Emmy's Creative Arts for the Outstanding Period Costumes, 2018 Critics' Choice, hmm. 2018 Golden Globe for Best Performance, 2017 Golden Globe. So, so, they've, so they've gotten some accolades yeah. from the acting community. And um, if we Rotten Tomatoes it. Rotten Tomatoes it? <laughs> as we do. That just cracked me up. Maybe we should just call them Splats. Don't they have splats, too? Yeah, they're they're either fresh or they're not fresh. Okay, so if they're not fresh, they get a splat. Uh, they're rotten, Mom. It's called Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 92% fresh, which is very fresh. So anyway, point is, it's a good show. The COO of the, the network needs to work on his PR. He does need to work on uh, his language. That's all I got for TV news. That's it? Yeah, what's wrong? Oh, okay, that's good. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dink. Well, I suppose there isn't any juicy, fun things going on. What? Are we- <laughs> I thought that was both juicy and fun. That was okay. What are we talking about on the podcast today? <laughs> well, I think we're going to talk about, we've been teasing, talking about Big Little Lies. Forever. But I know, I get sidetracked. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I uh, Big Little Lies has been, it's on HBO. Sure. Let's see how much I can remember of this show. Um <laughs> This is it's in its second season right now, uh-huh. and it stars. Well, let's start with this. I think Reese Reese Witherspoon produces it. Okay, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, and it stars uh, her and Nicole Kidman and mm-hmm. um, Laura Dern and wait Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, what's her name? Uh, y- yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm just naming some. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking up the show, so I'm prepared to talk about it as you're kind of okay. rambling here. <laughs> I'm not rambling. I'm naming. I'm trying to prove to people that I actually remember who the fuck is on the show. Okay. You got Reese Witherspoon, Zoe Kravitz. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Laura and Dern. Laura Dern. And who's the last of the five? Oh. She's kind of like the main character in the first season because she has the son that is... I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. She's the young one. Shay. Shay Mitchell. No. Oh my God. Shay Mitchell. 
Shay Mitchell is on Pretty Little Liars. What's her name? Shailene. Shailene Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> Shailene Woodley. You got it. You got yes. it there. A very good actress. Another show that's driven by women. It is. Um, it takes place in Monterey, California. California. In the book, it's set in Australia. Really? Mm-hmm. Because Leah Moriarty, who wrote the book, is Australian. Oh. So um, the reason we're talking about it was because the other day I was looking up uh, TV news for the podcast and I came across this story where Andrea Arnold, who directed the second season, says that all creative control was like taken away from her in post-production and that she was upset with the way the show was done or there was these rumors about it um, because the first season was directed by um, Jean-Marc Vallée. Okay. Who's kind of a famous director. He, he uh, did the Dallas Buyers Club. Um, okay. And also Wild that had Reese Witherspoon in it. He directed Sharp Objects. So he'd, uh, so they switched it up with somebody new in the He second directed season? the first season, and in the second season it was directed by this person, Andrea Arnold. Huh. And she, there were these rumors that she was disappointed with the way the creative control was taken from her in post-production because to make it look more like his style. Oh. Um, so that it fit better with the first season. Huh. That's what I had read. Okay. Since then, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, this is an article in Vanity Fair, say there is no controversy with Andrea Arnold. Uh, a report claimed that the HBO series, which hired Andrea Arnold to helm its second season, had wrested control away from the director, heavily editing episodes and putting the power back into the hands of the season one director, Jean-Marc Vallée. At a Television Critics Association panel last week, however, HBO programming president brushed the story off, claiming it was based on misinformation. Um, rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah, the topic arose again in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, which took place after the panel, when asked about the furor, furor, the fur. Furrer? Not the Fuhrer. <laughs> <laughs> Kidman replied, he said it beautifully. That's why he's had, we had Casey handle it. Obviously, he's the head of HBO. He really said it beautifully. In our minds, there is no controversy, Witherspoon added. We just love the show. We had such a great time doing it. There was a lot of misinformation and no credited sources on any of the information hmm. that was published. This was an incredibly collaborative process for all of us, and the idea that anyone was mistreated and not communicated with is completely not true. Yeah. So, but anyway, there was controversy about it, and there still is. <laughs> oh, well, who knows if it actually happened or not. Have you watched any of the second season? I've watched maybe three episodes. Um, they have brought in Meryl Streep. Yep. As Alexander Skarsgård's, Skarsgård's mother. I'm super impressed. You're that doing I, really that, good with the names. But I know these names. Thank you. I don't know their character names. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is their actress names. Actually, I'm not sure I could do a good job of naming their character names either. No. So it takes place in Monterey, California. Hottie toddy, hoity toity, hottie toddy, <laughs> either or. <laughs> Community where these women have kids that go to a school together. Mm-hmm. That's a good the, quick synopsis. The, gist. the driving plot of the story is that in the first season, something has happened that they keep hinting at, but you don't know what it is until the last episode. Right. But there's like police interviews going on and stuff like that and then they sort of build to what actually happened throughout the whole season so there's all these side stories about each character and Mm -hmm. what's going on in their lives and you get kind of um you get pulled in i so i read the book did you read the book i did not read the book so like i said it was published by uh written by leah moriarty Mm -hmm. and did you like the book I did really enjoy the book. Okay. It was published, I was just trying to look up the, the year it was published, 2014. Like I said, set in Australia, not in California. Hmm. Um, but played the same way, where like alternating chapters, you're like, 
kind of reading these little quick flashes of what's going on in the present, and then you're going back and, and the story that builds mm-hmm. to it. Um, and it was a... I remember a, being disappointed in the first season because Reese Witherspoon's character... I'm trying to think of her name. She's a bitch. She's not a bitch. She's a bitch. Reese Witherspoon? Well, she's kind of bitchy. Of the, of the women on the show, I would not have put bitchy as her character. I think that she's... Maybe not bitchy. Maybe snooty. I also wouldn't have said that. Oh, my God. Maybe I need to watch... Well... You know what? I relate, I think, most closely to her character. Really? So I might just be being defensive. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture... Uh, I feel like I'm I a mean, mix of Shailene Woodley's character and Reese Witherspoon's character. I mean, she's married to a... Who's Adam Scott? Yep. Wow. She's, I know. I must, <laughs> it must be the ginkgo biloba. Um, she's married to Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. They have a daughter with their between themselves and then they have a daughter shared i mean they had she had a daughter from her first marriage with the dude that was married to um that i think is still married to uh the lady that used to be ellen degeneres's partner what the fuck (laughs) wait you're talking not about the show anymore you can't use the actors names and then reference as their care as referring to their character stories and then talk about their real life (laughs) I'm just saying the dude, I don't know his name. James Tupper. James Tupper. He's married to... um, Anne Hesh? Yeah, Anne Hesh, who used to be Ellen DeGeneres' partner. All those things are true. I did not know that he was married to Anne Hesh. Yeah. I I totally believe you. Yeah, so anyway, (laughs) Reese and Adam Scott have a a daughter, and then uh, Reese and whatever his name is, James Tupper, have a daughter. Sure. On the show. On the show. Not together. (laughs) Well... If we knew their character names, it'd be easier. I think we... Madeline is Reese Witherspoon's okay. character's name, and uh, Adam Scott's character is Ed, and then Nathan. She seems, Reese Witherspoon, Madeline, seems like an overbearing mother. You're talking about me. the stuff that's going on in the second. Yeah, well, no, in the yeah, first, she's, too. She's, she's super protective of her teenage daughter. She's for very sure. protective of, of the. And I think she's also jealous of the relationship that her teenage daughter has with her ex husband and all and that with stuff. the And with his second wife. Yeah. I think yeah. it's all pretty normal, though. Like, I feel like... Yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say... Yes? Was that I was disappointed in the first season because Reese Witherspoon's character, Madeline, mm-hmm. has, like, a bunch of added storyline from that doesn't appear in the book. So, like... Oh. Uh, spoiler, but the affair that she has with the play director... Yes. ...is not in the book. Oh, interesting. And so her relationship with Ed is not ever, like, tested in that way. Oh. And so, huh. in the first season, I was like, what is the point of that? Like, it doesn't, I know where the plot's going. It doesn't add anything to the plot. Right. But it was because I wasn't aware that they were going to do a second season. And oh. the first season ends where the, the book ends. And so, mm-hmm. they had to have, like, they, I, think, I don't know if they already knew it while they were writing it the first season. But, like, they set stuff up so that there could be material for a second season. Right. Because in the second season... We've seen Adam Scott a couple of times interacting with James Tepper and with Madeline, his Reese Witherspoon, and he's very upset. He's found out. I think he knows about the affair. Did he find out about it in the first season? No. Oh, he's he's a little testy. I'm only three episodes in, so I have no yeah, idea. It could be something else. So, what do you think about the second season? How are they doing? Um, the second season is good. I think it was it's fun addling addling adding in a. Uh, Oh, Christ. All I can think of is Glenn Close. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. 
You said it earlier. I know I did. <laughs> but then I got a picture of Glenn Close in my head and it just wouldn't leave. Um, God help you. She's fun. Mm-hmm. She's like a little can- can- cantankerous. Cantankerous? Yeah, man. Oh, Jesus. I Have you been taking the Kinko Biloba? It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> she just mouthed no to me after saying yes, just so that you guys wouldn't hear that she well, hasn't no. actually done. Claudia gave me some Ginkgo Biloba. Ginkgo Biloba. And it's sitting on my counter. I just haven't opened it yet. But maybe it's maybe it's just my brain's getting better. Maybe. Oh. Maybe it's all these grapes you're eating. Is it making noise? Brain food. Well, I mean, it does sound a little bit like you're talking with marbles in your mouth, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. I think they're used to it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, remember that episode you were eating pretzels the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Yeah, good. So that's good. So anyway, Meryl Streep plays, spoiler, Alexander Skarsgård, who is, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... At this point in the podcast, we're probably going to get into some spoilers. So <laughs> skip ahead to like, I don't know, minute 24 if you don't want to hear any. Yeah. So he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we gave him enough of a chance to press the pause button. <laughs> and what? And the whole thing in the first season is who killed him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. That we, is. Yeah. Well, you don't know, we that, didn't know that he was dead. The whole dead. thing in the first season is who died. What right. happened? Like, right. You know that somebody ended up dead but you don't know who it is until the end and they kind of like when i was reading the book it was unclear to me if like maybe it would be celeste nicole kidman's character right because she's alexander Skarsgård is really an abusive relationship physically abusive to her right and then there was some thought that like maybe shailene woodley's character mm-hmm. would have you know an interaction with the guy who had raped her who, who turns to out to be Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård's character. <laughs> like, it's, it, I thought it was a great book for that reason, that it kind of... It wove everything in. I love those kind of stories that have yeah. that seem like they have disparate stuff going on, and then, then all of a sudden... it's like, oh, bing, yep, met him connected. in wherever, and he raped me. Yeah. Uh, now I have a kid. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just like that. Well, you know. Um, so now Meryl Streep is there. Because she doesn't know that her husband, that her son was a, such a bad guy. Right. And she just knows that he's, he fell down. They think it was an accident that he fell down the stairs. Little do we know, somebody pushed him. Because they lied to the cops. Yes. Which is interesting. So, like, at this party, we discover that Nicole Kidman's been being, Celeste has been being abused by Alexander Skarsgård, her mm-hmm. husband. And then we discover that um, Alexander Skarsgård was the person that raped Shailene Woodley. And, right. And then there's a like a scuffle, and Zoe Kravitz's character is the one that comes in from the side because he's about to beat on Nicole Kidman. And he is again. beating on her, and yeah. he, she says no and pushes him. Yeah, pushed him. Yeah, and so in the book you learn that Zoe Kravitz, who um, Madeline's character had had like a lot of contention with because mm-hmm. she was married to her ex-husband is married to her ex-husband in the book. It turns out that you learn that she had escaped an abusive relationship. Oh. Before she married uh, Madeline's ex-husband. Oh. And so in the book, it's sort of like you can see, because she's like a very, like she is displayed in the show as well, like a very like peaceful, calm yeah. character. Zen and so it's surprising that she's the one that, that killed the guy. I wonder if that's going to be brought up in, in the second season. season. Yeah. It, makes, it must be. Because I was disappointed about that in the first season, too, that they didn't explore her character more. And so I'm really happy in the second season that they are exploring her character a lot more. Yes, she's having a lot of troubles in season two. Dealing with, like, a post-traumatic stress. 
very um, depressed. Her husband has called her mother in. The mother's come to, mother and father have come to like to the rescue just to. What do you think the deal is with her mom? Have you gotten deep enough to see the like, like trying to sense visions and energy and stuff? I haven't. I only saw her. The only episode I saw her in was when they went to dinner together. Oh, okay. I well, haven't seen the rest of it. As it continues, like, her mom, like, puts, like, a healing crystal next to her bed and, like, uh, tries to, like, look into her eyes really deeply to try and, like, read her mind or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, is her... Are we trying to say her mom is psychic or something? Like, well, she's... I mean, it seems like the Zoe Kravitz character is, like, into the... I think she teaches yoga or she's a yoga... She teaches yoga. Something? I think she's, like, new age medicine. Yeah. Spirituality, that kind of thing. Sure. So maybe they're going down that route. I might be. I don't know. But uh, Madeline has had a lot of interactions with uh, Christ Almighty, Meryl Meryl (laughs) Streep. What's hilarious is that, like, you're usually so bad at remembering names except for, like, older actors that you, like, have very, like, in your brain. And now I can't get her out of my brain. Yeah, you got Adam Scott and you can't get Meryl Streep. I have. What the the hell's wrong with me? It's pretty funny. Um, So they've had a lot of interactions which are enjoyable to watch. For sure. Uh, Meryl Streep is snarky. I just, I think I remember Meryl Streep saying something like, I've never, there's never been a short person that I got yeah. along with, or like, yeah. short people are always really hard. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it made me laugh so hard. I know. Reese Witherspoon's face when she says it it's too. It's like, what? Yeah, their interactions are pretty awesome. <laughs> they are. So maybe, I mean, maybe she, maybe I'm seeing, uh, Madeline as not being so bitchy, just being like, uh. She's controlling. She's opinionated. She's willing to share. And like, she definitely um, can like push what she wants a little too far sometimes. Yeah. And, but like, you know. She's like the mom who runs all the bake sales and goes to cheer club and does the whole. Well, I think they all are sort of like that. Like, yeah. I, I think about Laura Dern's character. Yeah, like, she's the one that has her. to have the best parties and like the you know right. organizes the events and that kind of thing. I like in the second season that there's a lot less of the like cattiness between the women and like a lot less of the um, competition of like who's the best mom kind of oh, stuff going good. on. Yeah, they're much more like, well, because they've been through this well, thing together. Well, they shared this. Now they're called the Monterey Five. I know. So that's a little. But, you know, in a way, it's like they have such a better relationship since then. But in a lot of other ways, they have like a much more difficult relationship. Right. Which is interesting the way the second season is showing that. So you haven't watched the whole second season? No, I think I'm like five episodes in. Oh, okay. So I'm behind. Your bait? Of eight. Of eight. Your bait? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Uh, I. I think I either heard something or read something about the end of this second season because sometimes I don't like to be surprised. Yeah, you like to skip ahead. I do skip ahead. But, but don't spoil anything for me. I'm not going to say it. Okay. But it was weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I think... Did you, so did you like the book? I mean, did the show follow the book for you? The I, first season? I thought... I liked the first season. I told you the things about it that I I struggled with that I mm-hmm. you know made me not like it so much um, mm-hmm. because I liked the book so much. But then now that I've seen the second season, which I was worried about because I was like, how are they gonna continue the story? Where are they gonna go? I see that they set things up in the first season in order to do that, and I actually think they're doing a good job in the second season. So she didn't write a second book. No. Oh, I mean, she's written lots of books, but there's not oh. a sequel to. So this, this book. one just the first one just ended with the dude dying. Yeah, I mean, they, they wrap all... it up a little bit more than the first season yeah. wrapped it up. Like, you learned what I said about Zoe Kravitz and everything. Right, right. Okay. So. Well, I mean, it's it's a fun show to watch. I mean, yeah. it's it really moves along yeah. pretty quick. So I'm going to continue watching it. I don't know if there's going to be a third season. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. 
The music in it's also really fun. Um, I'm getting. I got a little tired of the opening music. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you always. Everyone does with yeah. theme songs to shows. But that I mean, like in general, the music throughout the show. I think yeah, is pretty it's good. good. I do enjoy. I I really like uh, Zoe Kravitz and her character. Yeah, she's very uh, mellow, which is nice. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the people that I like to that I've connected with. Connected with. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she's definitely the chillest of, of the five of them. Yeah, and I'm always trying to work on my chill. <laughs> so so anyway, you'd recommend it for people to watch? I would recommend it. It's a good summer read and a good summer watch. Agreed. We'll give it a thumbs up. I'm, I'm over the tomato thing. Oh, you don't want to know? No, I don't. I mean, I'm over giving my tomato rating. Oh, well, can I well, tell Well, no, you? I guess I'm not. I could guess. <laughs> I like it when you guess. Uh. What do you think it's tomato meter? What do you think it's tomato scale? I'm going to give it a 96 on the tomato scale. Whoa, that's high. Well, I think people like it. Plus, there's a lot of, you know, famous people on it. Okay, hang on. Looking it up. 97 average audience score, but only a 90% critical score. Oh, all right. Critical consensus says... Well, I am with the audience. Of season one... (laughs) Bitingly funny and highly addictive, Big Little Lies is a twisty, thrilling, and lightning ride led by a first-rate cast. That's season one. And the critical consensus of season two is why the average was down from 93 because it, oh. went, it went to an 87. Gorgeous and gripping, Big Little Lies' second season doubles down on the dark humor and gives its impressive cast even more juicy drama to chew on, especially huh. an excellent Meryl Streep, but still has a lower critical consensus. Everybody always says that about a sequel. I wonder if they... If Meryl... If it... It's kind of like the shoe before, not the shoe, the horse before the cart. Did they have Meryl Streep first and then wrote the character for her, or did they have... I bet you they wrote the character and then asked. Yeah. I'm surprised they got her. Yeah. Probably because Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern were in it. She was more willing. Yeah. I think Laura Dern and Nicole Kidman at least have a... More clout. A little more clout probably with Meryl Streep. Yeah. But it's a good show. It's fun to watch. Cool. Anyway. Anywho. Do you have a word of wisdom for us, Mom? Oh, I do. I do. I do. I hope it's not the one you showed me before we started, because that one made no sense. (laughs) I have been taking to telling my phone Hmm. to take a note. Mm -hmm. And I might have taken that last note when I was drunk. I don't know. (laughs) I I might not. I haven't been drunk in a while, but it could have been. (laughs) It could have been just me grabbing the phone and telling Siri to take a note. And that's what came out. Maybe she just misrepresented me. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, and this goes along those lines. Um, my word of wisdom is about me. It usually is. So uh, this is kind of an apology to people. Okay. Um, sometimes I don't always say the right things, but eventually, towards the end, they make sense. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so just give it a second. Give it a second to sink in. And then you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. You usually do. You usually figure it out. I get there. You do. I mean, most people do. But sometimes I say stupid stuff. I think that's your second week in a row of saying something about how you say stupid stuff or you say whatever you want to say. I I do say whatever I I want to say. I don't know if people have been giving you shit lately about that, but I think it's great. You can do whatever (laughs) you want to do. (laughs) Well, I I haven't been getting shit about it. I've just been more conscious of the fact. Oh. That sometimes I say the wrong things. Increased self-awareness is always good. I guess. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not going to change. <laughs> um, well, that was fun. I don't know what we're going to talk about in a couple weeks. Uh, I probably. don't either. But I guess, um, I mean, 
the new season of shows will be starting. Uh, Maybe we should talk about new fall shows coming. We've done that. We've done that a couple of times now. Talked about the new fall shows coming out and what we we're excited about. Yeah, unless I find another murder show that I like, sure. then we'll talk about that. Maybe give you some um, education. Oh, <gasps> there's going to be a Manson two part one. I might be watching. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. always juicy. Well, until then, listeners, we will talk to you in Soon. a couple weeks. Yes, be there. Bye. Goodbye. once again for listening to the podcast TV with my mom you can if follow you, us you can follow us on Instagram at TV with my mom I'm gonna do the whole thing okay. or Gmail no no or write to us at TV with my mom at gmail.com or you can you know rate subscribe and do whatever the hell else it is on where you watch your pods no where you listen to your pods or watch them are we on Twitter fuck I don't know yes with TV with mom. At TV with mom. At TV with mom. <laughs> Our shout out of the week goes out to Amy, a new listener. Amy. Amy, who listens to us while she's commuting from work and to other events. Thanks for listening, Amy. Hi, Amy. Here's the thing. You better be rating us. <laughs> and who do we want to thank, mom? <laughs> John Dodson. <laughs> John, John Dodson. Do- John Dodson. Yep. For his mu- musical interludes. Thanks. And also to <laughs> Diane Sullivan Thorson for her album art. I guess we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. We will. Bye. Bye. Should we feed a cat or something? What? Like on the murder thing. Here, Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) It's Elvis. Elvis. And it's Elvis want a cookie. Oh my God. Here, Ernie. Want a cookie?